0: Welcome back to another episode of In The Zone. I am Anthony Piniello, along with Chris Martelli, Giancarlo Alino. This is basically our two-parter of free agency. just going to jump right into it with the NBA. Start off with the biggest news, Kyrie and KD. I had them in New York. Just the wrong team. (laughs) What do we think, boys? Wow. um, I I sent you guys the videos of Stephen
1: A. Smith's reaction, and I think that that, that might have... that might have been one of like the funnier videos that I've watched in a long time. I can't understand why the Knicks were promoting, I'd say in April, May, that they were getting KD, Zion, and Kyrie Irving, and yet you don't win the draft lottery. You don't get Zion. Apparently, they were hesitant to give KD a max deal because of his injury, which to me makes zero sense because... This is a business, yes, but when you look at what KD can do, he was arguably the best player this year. Uh I, a lot of people were saying he passed LeBron James and the best player. And the fact that you literally are in the front office shaking your head and saying, "No, we're not going to give KD a max deal. I don't think he's worth that." They did not deserve from the get-go to get Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving. I'm kind of happy that Brooklyn got them because Brooklyn has kind of been overshadowed and kind of taken as a joke since KG and Paul Pierce left. But, man, I can't believe it. They got Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant and DeAndre Jordan in one free agency and literally the Knicks got Julius Randle and that is it. It's finally happening, guys. This is where Brooklyn finally takes over as the basketball
0: city in New York. And they're the basketball team now in New York. Why would the Knicks come out and say, we're going to get Zion, though? They're saying, like, the draft is rigged and we're going to get number one. Like, it's, it's very th- unrealistic.
1: I, the thing with me with, again, NBA, we've talked about this so many times, is they, they embrace their character as the the hockey world usually doesn't you know like they're very con you know can uh, what's it called conservative but these guys are like yeah you know we finished dead last again for like the third year in a row we're gonna get zion this year hopefully the odds are in our favor i think when they promoted that they just assumed that we have the best odds of getting him. but they didn't get him.
2: they <laughs> slipped a <to> third
1: <laughs> yeah they slipped they slipped a third and they, like look i love rj barrett i think he's gonna be a great player but You don't get KD, you don't get Kyrie, you get Julius Randle, you get guys like Reggie Bullock. And like these guys are just not good enough. And the Knicks, to me, I don't even know if they're going to even finish above like 13th next year. I didn't even get Anthony Davis.
2: (laughs) That was the other one. They could have traded R.J. Barrett, packaged him off with whoever they had.
1: They didn't want to do that trade either. The thing that bothers me, though, is the Knicks now are looking at DeMarcus Cousins to solve all their problems. That's the guy. And I, I, I get where Stephen A's coming from. You want to give DeMarcus Cousins a deal, but yet you didn't want to give KD a deal. And they literally had the same injury. So I don't understand that. And the fact that they even got rid of Chris Tabbs Porzingis to open up salary and they didn't even do anything with that. This is a joke to me, and the Knicks are probably in one of the worst positions I've seen in a long time. Like, they're not anywhere near a competitor, and they're nowhere near a attractive destination to play. No way. And it is Madison Square Garden, and it does suck, but man, how things have turned quickly in New York. I just find it so, like, just... Keep the shaking Brooklyn my head here.
2: and uh, Boston. You look at what happened with that trade, how awful it looked for Brooklyn all these years later. Then they're still, I think, giving another first rounder. But out of that, you end up getting Kyrie Irving from Boston for free. So at least it kind of salvages that trade a little bit. Now they have Kevin Durant probably coming in next June or May, depending on how his recovery goes. But uh, for next season and the season beyond, you got Kyrie Irving right now. Establish him in the core. Then Kevin Durant comes in you're set like this is going to be one of the powerhouses in the east for the next five years and i'm looking around the west has got weak a bit d'angelo russell even though he goes to golden state i don't know where he can fit after that he's just going to replace clay thompson for a little bit shoot some threes pass to Steph curry but i don't think golden state's going to even be a top seed next year
1: no um and uh, with that being said i think with this free agency if it's meant or shown anything it's that this year well, other than if Kawhi goes to the Lakers, this season is up for grabs for basically any team. I would even say that the Rockets might even be favorites for the West because basically they have the same team. I know a lot of people have been saying that for three years now, but you know, without Clay Thompson, without Kevin Durant, James Harden arguably is the best offensive player in the league. I think he could actually, with this Houston team and this Golden State team, I think Houston can beat them in a seven-game series. But again, I don't know about the Lakers, the Nuggets are still there, Portland's still there, they added White side, so Oklahoma City too, okay, Westbrook so yeah, is there. Okay, so Finally their year. It's finally up for grabs. Hopefully Kawhi does not go to the Lakers.
0: I was going to mention before you brought him up, Delo. I thought he was a uh, I thought he'd be a good fit with the Knicks just cuz he's similar age with all those guys there and they can kind of grow, uh, grow up together. But yeah, he went to the Warriors and at $117 million, do you think that's too much for him too soon?
1: It's, yeah. it's hilarious because I th- I feel like this was like a panic move that they made because they know Clay's not going to be healthy next season. And if you look at their bench, they don't have anybody. So it's funny because I said from the beginning, I said it's either D'Lo is going to go to Brooklyn and stay there. This was before the Kyrie signing. Or he goes to L.A. and he does a reunion with LeBron but this threw me off going to Golden State. I was like, "Man, like come on. Like why would you go there? You know that you're going to have a limited role. You don't really fit the system there. The backcourt, I love both those guys, but they're defenseless. They they're not the greatest defensive guards. And I think teams are going to run them over. I think offense, I think defensively, Golden State, if they didn't have Draymond, they'd be bottom 5 defensive team in the league. And um like I, I was listening yesterday on espn apparently this signing may even be just a sign and trade at the trade deadline oh. like they might they might just use Lo to just trade him at the deadline but but as well you could even have clay at the three and you could have those three you like would clay be a good small forward nice. i don't really small. know he's kind of small so it's tough it's tough to say but i i would say maybe from october to december golden state's gonna appreciate this deal
2: I don't know. I think they could have...
1: DeMarcus Cousins, they could have probably brought back for cheap.
2: And instead of going after D'Angelo Russell and throwing all that money, Harrison Barnes was available. And you already have that chemistry with all those guys. He could have came in, they won 73 games together, won 73-9, won uh, championships. I thought he would have fit perfectly in their system, even though he's not playing that great in last season. But this whole signing, maybe they're going to trade him at the deadline, but he <laughs> that's just an awful way you're gonna sign the guy in july trade him in february when he has three years left who knows you can even trade him the phoenix if you want
1: it's um, it sucks too because d'lo is what at least this year was one of the most loved guys in the league as like he came out he proved everyone wrong Like yes, he is still kind of a snitch lovely guy but he balled out this year and right after all this he goes to basically the villain he goes to golden state and it's like in my head, why would you do that? I know the money was there. It probably got offered the most. I don't think teams are willing to max him because he is still young and not really proven. He had one great year. But I don't think this is the team he should have gone to. I think this is, like, the one team where I look at D, like D'Angelo Russell and he does not fit Golden State. I just look at that and I don't see it working out. Just yeah. kind of like how all the big – remember when we had Blake Griffin, DeAndre, and Paul on the Clippers? I knew from day one, as soon as I saw DeAndre there and I saw Chris Paul go there, I knew right away. I'm like, this big three, they're all great. They're not going to win anything. And they didn't win anything. So Curry and Green have their rings. D'Lo is still searching for that ring. It's not going to work, I don't think, Golden State for him.
0: I just love how quick opinions change. Because after he got traded the first time, it's like, oh, this guy's a bust. And then he comes out with this year, and he made the all-star team, and now he's he made $117 million, and everyone loves him. Yeah, it's... But uh, moving on here, what do you think Kemba Walker can do that Kyrie Irving couldn't? Um, drama-free basketball. I love Kemba
1: Walker. He is a guy that will do it all on the court. A lot of people are saying he takes more shots than Kyrie Irving. I'll say in the fourth quarter, Kemba will be asking for the ball a lot, but... Man, I love what the Celtics did here. And I'm a Raptors fan. I'm scared for the Raps. Um, They have Kemba Walker. Gordon Hayward is coming back now. He's been battling uh, last year. He, you know, off and on with the injuries. But I think now he's going to be working out all summer. I think he's going to be healthy. I think he's finally going to be coming back to his all-star form, at least I hope. Tatum, Brown, they even got Ennis Cantor now. Yes, they lost Al Horford and Kyrie Irving, but I think this team actually got better, especially in the locker room. There's no more drama. Um, I, I love Kyrie Irving. I think he's a great player. But what he did, I think he literally sucked the soul out of every player on that team last year. And I think he made it too much about himself. And that is what Kemba Walker, does. he does the complete opposite. He just plays, and he's a great team player. I like it for Boston. Yeah, Michael Jordan didn't want to go in the max. Kemba Walker
2: walks in free agency, goes to Boston, best situation for him. He can prove himself as being a guy because we've seen him in Charlotte just carry that team. So irrelevant. Everyone around him. They bring in Dwight Howard. He did nothing. It's all Kemba Walker. Now he has some pieces around him. It's going to be exciting to see what happens there. But I don't know. I think in the East right now, it's going to look like Philly, Toronto, Milwaukee, and then you'll see like Boston and around there. So I still think the East though improved a lot.
1: I like it. The one thing I like about this though, for Kemba, he hasn't seen playoff basketball and I th- he will finally see it. And not one f- time, not one time. Oh, oh. Been swept. And we will, and we yeah. will, I think, I think if he did, yeah, he got swept yeah. once, but we will finally see what he can do, especially in Boston under the bright lights. It's going to be exciting to see what he does.
0: All right. Well, uh, aside from the nets, because that's pretty obvious. Who do you think did the best on the opening day there?
1: Um, I would actually probably go – call me – well, it's, to me, it's obvious it's the Sixers. They got rid of – yes, they got rid of Jimmy Butler, who is the – I he's the – he was the cancer. Come on. On Minnesota, we saw what he did. 76ers, he was like, oh, I wanted the max deal, and he knew that he wasn't going to get it, yet – he was in the same position as Kawhi Leonard. The 76ers could have offered him way more than any other team and he got the sign and trade he wanted. So now Butler's going to Miami and now all of a sudden they get Josh Richardson who is on is honestly he is a younger version of Jimmy Butler. He is a guy that can play defense. He's also finally they got a proven point guard finally. Ben Simmons great handles, not a point guard. Um I don't care what kind of handles you have if you're 6 foot 10. I know it's becoming a positionless game now, but you're not a point guard. Um, So they have Josh Richardson and all of a sudden now Al Horford going to the Sixers. So now when Joel Embiid is injured or they have the load management where he plays like 60, you could have Al Horford going in the five or the four. This team by far to me is the best defensive team in basketball by a large margin. And they could also shoot the ball But the one thing that they actually lost was three-point shooting. Losing J.J. Redick, they need to find a shooter, but Al Horford is just that leader that they desperately needed. I like the Pelicans, what they did.
2: Just low-key, getting all those guys in, the Lakers core that they had, Ingram, Lonzo Ball. I think they got J.J. Redick. Was that them who got him? Yeah, so got shooting there lethal shooter short-term deal not a lot of tur- like uh cap hit lethal team yeah lonzo ball is going to be improving even
1: more ingram so can that's you a pencil them
0: in for a playoff spot i think oh, eight I would um, say eight. is that a toss-up yeah
1: i just have one more question who is your top three favorites to win it all next year after looking at the moves thus far
0: i probably have <laughs> the lakers up there i think they're right now they're number one i st- honestly i still want to say golden state I don't want to count them out. I don't know how you can count them out. Because even with all the injuries they had and what they did, they were still two wins away from it. Yeah. If the Lakers get Kawhi, they're definitely the favorite. If Kawhi stays in
2: Toronto, I think Toronto out of the east. Uh, I don't know, Philadelphia we would have to see. Them in Milwaukee I think would be the two underneath. And uh, in the west, I'm going to go Utah. And the
1: Lakers. My for me, it's actually hilarious. I got Lakers one just because you have the best tandem. Yeah, that I, I think we. I think next year what we're gonna see is the best tandem since Shaq and Kobe. AD and LeBron are gonna just run. I think they're. Into, some games you're gonna see they're gonna just both have like forty points and each. Iguodala. They're gonna they're gonna run it. Um, yeah, Igudala. I heard his. Uh, he got traded to Memphis, but I heard he's. Gonna, they're gonna buy him out, and he's gonna go to LA. That, that would be great for L.A. Um, I think the Sixers are, I think they're a very dangerous team. I think they might finish first in the East next year. And I also have, instead of you, Golden State, I'm going with the Houston Rockets to finally maybe make that hump and go to the finals. And and James Harden, he definitely does deserve, a, he deserves a trophy. But moving Absolutely. forward, moving forward, we got to go to the pond. We got to go to hockey. Yesterday was just insane. Um, not a lot of... If anything, if if we thought a lot of guys switch teams in basketball, a lot of players in the NHL switch teams, and that's crazy. Um, We're going to start with the biggest contract of the day. I was actually surprised with this. The New York Rangers signing Artemi Panarin, 11.6 per seven-year deal worth $81.5 million. Where do you guys have the Rangers next year in the East?
0: I want to say in between like... 7-9. 7-9. to nine. Okay. I still think they're a bubble team. Panarin will obviously boost that up. I, I love how like during the season, though, the Rangers were the very first team to come out to say they want Panarin, and then that kind of died, and no one talked about them, and then they still got him in the end. But yeah, it's obviously a huge upgrade for that team. He's going to go and play with your boy, Capo Caco, and <laughs> the Rangers are hot shit all of a sudden. Yeah, I think they're... When you look at the division they're in, it's going to be tough, but... They'll
2: be a borderline wildcard team. I still don't think like there are other pieces like Kapokako and all the other guys are still young. Lundqvist is you don't know what you're going to get with them at the end of his career almost. I
1: don't even think he's going to start next year. Oh The crazy thing. I don't think he's starting. What's the backup's name? Georgiev. George, Eve.
0: George yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: I think what, what we saw last year with the Rangers as the season kind of went on was they're like, okay, Hank, we're going to give this guy more starts. We're going to see what he could do. Give us your opinion on him, and uh, we'll see what what happens next year. So I think – how old is Lundqvist now, 37, 36? His contract is like – His contract is one of the worst. Um, I wouldn't be surprised next year if they're going to buy him out because they need to sign all these young guys. But, man, this move for me makes the Rangers go from, like, rebuilding to arguably a playoff team within, like, a year and a
0: half, which is just – like absurd a, like that like, that doesn't happen I feel like a few teams did that just this year but like yeah we don't really see that the hawks have that little two-year rebuild and now they're good again <laughs> like they're getting everyone from their cup winning team
1: it's just <laughs> crazy like i'm trying to picture the first line are you gonna have it's gonna be panarin's advantage and kako like that's terrifying yeah like how many points is kako gonna get next year now if he's playing with panarin all year like 80, like we don't know. Kevin Shattenkirk on defense, number one. <laughs> yeah. Oh no, that's that soon gonna be Jakob Truba? Yeah, but they do gotta <laughs> sign him. <laughs> this guy's gonna go to arbitration again. But yeah, um, that that was a great signing. That was the biggest. But after that, obviously, again Columbus losing Sergei Bobrovsky, 10 mil per year in Florida. I'm gonna say the same question: Where the hell do you have Florida next year? Because I have them in the playoffs 100%.
0: Yeah, I, uh, I definitely have them in the playoffs, too. The scoring is obviously there. Now they finally have the goaltender to back it up. I still think they may have to tweak their D a little bit. They did sign Strawman which is a nice 5-6 signing, but the Panthers are looking really good to me. Yeah, I think they're probably favorites to go to the final, East final.
2: But you look at Tampa and then uh, the Florida Panthers, who would have thought hockey in Florida would be like very entertaining see. Now. yeah. Like, so, can you imagine
1: if they actually draw a crowd instead of just like having to tarp off the whole top of the building? <laughs> <laughs> My biggest issue with this signing is he's 31 and he got a seven-year deal. So yeah. at the end of his, cu- it'll be 38 years old. 10 million. This is kind of like a Luongo deal. Now, Sergei Bobrovsky, how many good years do you think he has in Florida?
0: Maybe Five, yeah. I was gonna say yeah four, maybe. Four.
1: So this is a risky deal. But, again, I think Florida, now they have Barkov, Huberdo, Bobrovsky, Hoffman, a lot of others. This team could possibly be better than Tampa Bay next year. Well, yeah, they did lose to Columbus
2: in the first round getting swept. So we'll never see that, actually.
1: <laughs> After that, obviously, another Columbus Blue Jacket going, but not to Columbus. They they lost all three biggest losers by far to me in free agency. He goes to Nashville, $8 million per. Is Matt Shane worth this? Well, on the market, he is.
2: I would have tried to talk him down to like seven and say, okay, we're going to get some other guys to try and build a cup winner. Even though you're not, just say that's so he takes the less money. But $8 million, the term he got, they're going to be looking at this in like four, three to four years, like the Subban trade, and say, where are we going to put all these other guys under our cap? So I think they won't like it in the future.
0: Yeah, I don't think he's quite worth the eight mil. But uh, looking at the team, having I think him and Johansson, I don't think they're number one center. They're kind of like one B kind of guys. Yeah, one A, one B. So they can just kind of play off each other. And you know, if they have to be relied on every night, I don't know if they can get the job done. But that pairing there, I think would uh, would work. And they may have to ship out tourists now because their centermen are just they're yeah. like they're worse than the Leafs. <laughs>
1: Yeah, it really is a shame what's happened with Kyle Turris. But, again, we talked about this before. I feel like Matthew Shane and Turris, they're always together. There's just something weird with those two. But next was Anders Lee. The Islanders could not sign Leonard. They couldn't sign Panarin, but they signed their captain, Anders Lee. They locked him for seven years, 49 mil. I think this might have been one of the worst signings of the day. Personally, I know that Anders Lee a couple years ago almost had 50 goals. He had 40. But, man, he's 29 years old. You're paying him $7 million the next seven years. To me, this is a very similar deal as per Andrew Ladd. So I don't know if I like this deal for the Islanders, and I don't even know if I have them in the playoffs next year. Yeah, I don't have them in the playoffs either. They got <laughs> rid of Robin Leonard, let him walk. They should have paid him whatever he
2: wanted for him to stay. He goes to Chicago, and they go and replace him with Simeon Varlamov. Like, what are they doing there? That doesn't scream to me we want to win a cup. That tells me we want to go for the wild card and hopefully we go back to Nassau Coliseum for a playoff Aww. game instead of uh, Berkeley Center, you know, the mecca of basketball. <laughs> so. Do you think anyone's going to care over there if they're in the playoffs and Brooklyn Nets are in the playoffs? No one's going to even go. They're just going to have that car in there. Maybe have like a few kids sitting in the car. Sorry, sorry, sorry. (laughs) It's going
0: to
1: start collecting dust,
0: that car. Yeah, I'm not a big fan of that move at all. I couldn't see him leaving just because the Islanders would lose their captain two years in a row. (laughs) (laughs) But like when you look at the contract itself for a guy, what he produces out there, I don't know if it's quite worth it. He is I love Anders. He's such a good player though, but like where he went drafted, yeah. Oh I, yeah. I don't know if I'd want him for that dollar though.
1: <laughs> Not 7 years <laughs> no went anywhere
0: else. <laughs> I if I was I
1: probably would have done like a 3 year at like 5 mil max. I wouldn't have done 7 for 7. I feel like they did like that was I think an emergency kind of signing. If it was them. like
0: 7 8 mil for maybe like 4 years, I'd say okay, that's that's fine cuz you'll be 33 34 at the time, but the last three, four years of that deal, it's gonna take a toll on them.
1: <laughs> yeah. Um, next we had was the offer sheet. Montreal offer sheeting Sebastian Aho, and obviously Carolina was joking about it on Twitter. They they put a poll out. Are we gonna are we gonna uh, match it? They put the poll. It was the first option was yes, and the second option was we, oui, which means yes in French. So obviously they're gonna do it. Listen, I love what Montreal did here. They they put them on their toes. 8.45 for five seasons. Aho is getting more than that. He's going to get, I think, 10 mil with with the Carolina Hurricanes. But if he were to, he did accept it. If Montreal were to get Aho, is should should we as Leaf fans be scared?
0: Probably, because uh, Aho would just slide into that number one center spot. You surround him with guys like you take pressure off Joanne a bit who slacked the last couple months of the season. Domi's coming into his own. You have you still have Shea there and. You, know, you with have Carey Paling
1: Price. and Suzuki and yeah, Kotkaniemi coming up. Oh, no. yeah, Not good.
0: But uh, when I saw this, I just found it hilarious because as much as I love Ajo and we all do, he's such a great player, I don't think this was the guy to do it because Carolina has all the cap space and he's the number one guy there and they're obviously going to match. If I'm the Habs, I'm going to stir the point. pot a little more. I was thinking Marner because we can't do shit right now. So if they did that to the Leafs, that would put Dubas in panic mode.
1: I feel like that's where the Islanders are going to come in. And they're going to – because I heard that they want to offer him 13 mil a year for five years. And we were only offering him, I think it was 11, the Matthews deal, 11.5 for five years. So that would be the a, a million 1.5 that Marner would be like, oh, do I want to stay or do I want to go? And it, and it would be kind of fitting for the Islanders because we took John Tavares from them. And it's like, oh, yeah, we'll take Mitch Marner from you.
0: Just take his line, mate.
1: But – uh, yeah, I, I, to me, yeah, I agree with you. I don't know if Montreal, they were kind of just testing the waters. They just wanted to boot, do this offer sheet just to see what would happen. But 8.4 is not enough for Aho for me. If you're going to do an offer sheet, you got to go all out and do at least 10.5, 11, because this guy is worldly elite. And, um, yeah, Carolina's gonna they Carolina is going to definitely accept it. Because
2: Carolina, they, Ajo was telling them he wanted 10. And now he's going to get 8.5. I'm the Carolina owner. I'm saying thanks. Like, I just got to pay him a signing bonus of, like, $8 million for this July and next July. So, they're going to match that easily. If I was Montreal, go to line a, Go to, like, Kyle Connor. Give them the max because Winnipeg can't match that. If you uh, put it with signing bonuses, their ownership gives them, uh, I think it was, like, a cap of how much they could spend. It's not like the salary cap will give you, like, $10 million less. So, that's a team the target I think
1: I don't really want to say this because like then I'll maybe I'd be helping Montreal but if I was Montreal's GM if I was Bergevin I would try and get rid of Petri's contract and I would try an offer sheet right away as soon as like I get on the phone I like okay yeah we'll give you Jeff Petri we don't retain any salary here take him as soon as I hang up that phone I am calling shovel day off and being like hey um we're offering uh, Kyle Connor 11 mil a year Uh, We just talked to his agent. Um, That's our offer sheet. Hang up the phone and see what happens. Maybe not Connor at 11 mil, but like Lion A at 11 mil. See what happens. And uh, that would stir the pot, definitely. That would be like a Shea Weber kind of thing. But, yeah, uh, next was Minnesota. They're getting another veteran, Matt Zuccarello, 5 years, six mil. To me, again, I don't like this contract. I think this is um, a big what-if. Minnesota, to me, they're not going to win. They're never, I don't think they're going to win anytime soon. and uh, It's a shame that Zuccarello decided to go to Minnesota because he is 32 years old. What are your thoughts on this one? Don't like it. I don't know why you're going to Minnesota. Like Even though they're
2: offering you that kind of money, that team's clinging on to hope with Parise just because he had that one good year last year finally after signing that 12-year 12 12 deal, him and Suter. So. I don't know. You're just looking at them and say, "Oh, this guy played well last year. Maybe he'll play well this year." They put me on the team in the top six. Maybe we can go somewhere. But when you look at what the Western Conference teams did, you're, they're not winning the Cup. They're not even going past the first round.
0: I'm not even sure if they'll make the playoffs. Yeah. But uh, he also he has a no trade for the first three years of that deal. Which for a guy like that, he's a, he's you know he's a good top six forward. But I don't know if you can be giving that luxury to all those guys but i look at the wild and i don't know what their identity is they're just like another team and they may make the playoffs and do well in the first round and then they'll do it again next year and like the they're, last time they were relevant to me is when they signed Suter and Perize, when you thought they were all in and then it's, they're just kind of there ever since Heatley. i think the <laughs> problem
1: with them has been literally devin dumnik and their defense they don't have that defender that's like the guy, like they want it to be Dumba, but he's injured all the time. They wanted it to be Brody. And he's not even the defenseman that he was supposed to be. Suter's getting older every single year, and he's a he's a hockey player, man. He plays like 26 a night. One of the biggest workhorses in the league. And yeah, they're forwards. They got rid of Granlin. They got Fiala back, a good young piece. They got Ryan Donato. But these guys are not proven NHLers, and they're not even proven like good scores. So now you're getting... Matt Zuccarello, and where the hell are you going to put him? Are you going to put him on the first line with, like, Eric Stahl and Parise? That's a very old line. Like, I don't know if you want to mix it up. So I don't like this deal for Minnesota. And if this was the deal to basically say, hey, oh, this is going to be – we're going to get over the hump with Zuccarello now, a good playmaker, he's not the guy for me. Um, but, yeah, up next, this was a signing I didn't expect to happen. Vancouver taking Tyler Myers for five years. What are your thoughts on that one?
2: I like it. Good uh – Tall defenseman, I guess you can say. He's a tree. Six, uh, What is it, Six, 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 seven. He's big, yeah. He's a big boy. $6 million. It's not a crazy cap hit. Like I was expecting him to sign for like 7 mil for like 7 years, get the seven 7-7 and seven like other guys were getting. But I think it's just realistic, and it fits in Vancouver because then they can sign Besser, and uh, they have enough after for Pedersen. So the trajectory for them is they'll have enough money to get everybody – signed and they won't be in a position where the Leafs like we have to trade everyone so if they can make the playoffs what, this year maybe as a wild card and do some damage and build off from that I think this is positive for them but that whole Luongo retirement set them back
0: cap wise because it's like three and a half million off their books uh Canucks usually take a lot of flack on this day because there's always some seven year Louis Erickson type deal they mess oh up and God. everyone talks about them this was a nice breath of fresh air. As they finally got your big right handed defenseman. He's, he's still in his 20s. It's at a reasonable dollar. He'll, he'll, I think he'll play with Quinn Hughes. Uh, Alex Edler's up in two years. So, you know, once he's gone, you can sign Hughes, and then it kind of fits perfectly on defense. So I like this move for them.
1: It also fits perfectly for Winnipeg because they dropped his salary and they also dropped Brandon Tanev. So they're trying to. They're trying to sign Connor and line A, but I don't think they're going to be able to sign both of them. That's just my opinion. Uh, next up we had was a, another qualifying offer by uh, the San Jose Sharks. Um, it was only four years at six mil for Timo Meyer. Do you think he's worth more than that, or do you think that's right in his ballpark?
0: I think that's perfect for right now. He just had a breakout year, 30-something goals. Great in the playoffs, but yeah, he's still young. He, he still hasn't done enough where he can be close to that 9-10 to 10 range, so this is reasonable for me. Yeah, this is
2: good because in four years, he's going to want nine. <laughs> and when everyone's old and retired,
1: it's a perfect deal for him. Well, four years. speaking of Sharks, this guy, Gus Bus left. <laughs> this, guy, this guy's. If this is Columbus's best thing they could do, wow. Um, they signed Gustav Nyquist to a 5.5 mil for four years. Where do you have Nyquist in the lineup? First line. You would have to put him there, especially in open area. So he's replacing Panarin.
0: They obviously lost their two best forwards and their goalie, but there's a lot of promising guys on that team, where they feel like they're still good enough to compete. So you sign a credible guy who's still in his 20s. He's coming off a career year in points, and only at a four-year deal at five and a half. Like, it's not like they don't have the cap space. So this, I, I like this for Columbus. I think like remember
2: Wenberg was putting up those numbers where it's like this guy's kind of like Jumbo Joe with all these assists. I remember like it, was points. it was
1: it two years ago? We're at York and this guy's like Chris, I'll give you Wenberg for uh, for Kessel. I'm like I'm like what? I'm like Wenberg He's like how many points? And this was at the time when Wenberg, I think, was like tearing it up. He had like forty and like forty six. I'm like, holy crap, this guy's actually and then you yeah, haven't heard of his name yeah. since, so, so, so he's gonna
0: guy. have to pick it up. <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah. Um next is Wow, this was a risky signing, but I love it for this team. The Dallas stars getting Joe Pavelski three years at seven mil per. I'm actually I like when this happened, I didn't have any words because I just assumed he was staying in San Jose, but they lost their captain. Thoughts on that.
0: Yeah, obviously he deserves it with the body of work that he's put in over the last little while. He put up 60 points last year as a 35-year-old or whatever. But I just feel like in a year or two, maybe that third year might haunt them because $7 million for a guy who's not one of your best players, uh, yeah, we'll see. But for next season, I I really like it. He's going to fit in with that group of forwards. I think this is exactly like the
2: Marlowe deal. After two (laughs) years, you're going to probably be like, we have to buy him out. But to create some space so san jose again another player because pavelski wanted the third year they wanted to give him two uh just like marlo when he left after they didn't want to give him the third year so i think pavelski will play two in dallas and then the third year will probably be a
1: buyout or something and he'll probably return to san jose what are your thoughts on the brandon tanev signing with like this was probably like i did not understand okay maybe the the average salary 3.5 maybe that's around him i know he had i think 30 something points but for me the thing that threw me off was the years he got six years so i assume that jim rutherford has this guy in his long-term plans
0: i uh if they didn't have jack johnson i would not mind this <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah his contract's not good cause at
0: because like he's a I would take him on my team. He's a nice player. Six years, I don't really mind the deal at three and a half. But, like, you, you trade away one of your best players and I, I I don't know what they're doing. It's like they move one step forward and then they go in another direction. And it's like, oh, okay, I didn't expect them to do that. But he's a nice player. It's good for him. I don't know if he's worth that yet. He's, he reminds, he's like a Ron Hainsey type player. He's a good complimentary guy. So I guess they want him for that many years just to do that what are they looking for bringing this guy in
2: (laughs) are they looking for checking are they looking for scoring someone to put in front of the net when Crosby goes well no
1: because like when I watched him in Winnipeg he was like third fourth line and he was playing with like uh like cop and uh and like Roslevic like he wasn't really Mm -hmm. to me when I compare Brandon Tanev I'm like I'm looking at like a Connor Brown it's like would you sign a Connor Brown of six years like I don't really know. Might maybe I, maybe I would, but not at 3.5. I mean, I don't think I would do six years. That's just my opinion. But, guys, Semyon Varlamov went to the Islanders. They got rid of Robin Lehner, who just won well, – well, he almost won the Vesna Trophy. My thought here is they looked at both goalies, and they looked at Varlamov-Lehner, and they said Varlamov's the more proven goalie. We'll go with him. Thoughts on this one, though? I don't like it for the Islanders.
0: I just feel like – I think they had Lehner first. But they just couldn't get it done.
1: I so, think I think they were off with years. I think that was the biggest problem. I think they were offering him two years, and he wanted more, Leonard.
0: Seems to be the issue now, not even the money, just the, the extra year. Yeah. But, yeah, I think Varlamov was their consolation prize, which is funny to say because he's done a lot in this league. He's still a, a really good goaltender, I think. Everyone knew he wasn't signing with Colorado yeah, so, I knew yeah, that, yeah. We'll see how it was group, It was Grubauer's time to take over. The guy's in the East now since he left Washington all way back when, so we'll see what he can do. It's going to be an awful trade for them. <laughs> this is this has disaster <laughs> written all over it. I don't even
2: think they're going to make the playoffs now because of this. No, I
1: don't think so either. We're going to look
2: at this. We have Varlamov as our goalie, number one. Who are you going to attract as a free agent to come there?
1: <laughs> Matt Barzell. That's literally it. That's our hope, unless someone offersheets him. Never know. All I'm gonna say is I only see them making the playoffs if Barzell wins the Hart Trophy next year. That's all I'm gonna say. I don't have any hope for them next year.
0: I don't want to count them out.
1: I don't. I don't. I know it's Barry Trotz, great coach. Varlamov, he's he's, he's still got some juice left, but man, I'm looking at their forwards and it's not doing anything at all with like Lee, Eberle barzel like lad Kunacle. like these guys are not good enough especially now that there's devils and the rangers all of a sudden i think they're easily better than the island easily better than the islanders easily yeah i think the maybe rangers not the devils should. but the rangers i think are yeah. easily better than the than the islanders now i
0: was gonna say maybe we should talk about the devils because they did a lot yeah
1: <laughs> yeah so uh i guess we'll talk about a little more of these names after but we gotta talk about that it's pk suban trade they traded pk Subban to the Devils for literally almost nothing they got rid of Steven Santini hold on let me let me pull this trade up because this trade when I saw it I was I think you texted me or someone texted me and I was the most happy person because I think I said to it was either you or Nick or someone I'm like I want to see Suban in New Jersey <laughs> and because I think it was Nick because Nick's like oh like what would you uh what would you do uh if they got a defenseman and I said, oh, the D that I heard is getting shot is Subban. And then all of a sudden, oh, PK Subban got traded to the Devils for Steven Santini, Jeremy Davies, and two second round picks. If you're in Nashville, why did you do this trade?
0: Strictly a salary dump.
1: Just to sign Roman Yossi
0: next year. Pretty much. But if you're looking from Nashville's case, I mean, they got four pieces back, two second rounders. For a guy that was supposed to be a salary dump, I guess it's okay, but you're still losing a guy like P.K. Subban, who, who's coming off not is, the best year, but still hit double He's
1: arguably players. better offensively than anyone else on that team. Defensively, like on defense, other than maybe Yossi. But, man, the Devils getting Subban is a huge upgrade for them. Huge. I don't think they've had this big, a defense this big of a deal since like Scott Stevens. <laughs> That's going way back. Like I don't, yeah. I don't know, man. Like, this the two second rounders I thought were really good
2: because they could have retained salary. I think the Leafs Dubas wanted them to retain three million dollars for three years. Like the GMs probably like hold. Okay, sport, go over there, go run a lap. We're not retaining that. <laughs> go run a lap. <laughs> three million dollars, like on a guy like that, like if if he was like thirty eight years old, maybe. But this guy's in his prime, and they're asking him to retain three million. So. For what they got out of him, that's a really solid defenseman. He adds right to their core with Taylor Hall, and he's sheer. So I really like it for them.
0: I actually I think they're better than the Islanders, because Subban, he's like yeah. that. He's, the Islanders, they're missing that certain, like, X-factor type player suban is a very exciting guy and they have that bomb from the point now on the power play that'll be fun to watch so they, they got a lot going on over there they,
1: you can't forget will butcher either yeah so 40
0: points. now guys.
1: it's now with suban being there be maybe that's going to bring out his offensive uh, instincts a little more and maybe will butcher will be a fantasy star defenseman in this league i don't know but man we got to talk more of the devils they got quinn hughes nico Heesher, another guy they just added is wayne simmons at five mil does this guy bring anything to this team because like his, his his like he's been on a downward spiral the last couple of years, and I love Wayne Simmons. It's just like seeing a player go from you belong in this league to then the speed just increasing every year, and you're just getting slower, and it's like like uh, I don't know.
0: And that's why he's going to be on a line with Miles Wood and Blake Coleman on the third line, and it's going to be truculent, like you said. <laughs> I think it's a solid signing just for the year. 5 mil whatever one year and then he's going to move on elsewhere. I like the signing for them.
1: Now, I know I'm I know we're jumping the gun and we're I want to ask this question. Where do you have the New Jersey Devils next year in the east if they're all healthy all year? Who's their starter? Blackwood and Schneider, but both goalies last
0: year were actually pretty solid for them. If one of those goalies are at least good, I have them penciled in for the playoffs. Oh my. I have them over the Rangers too yeah i have them fighting the rangers for the wild card oh that's tough If schneider
2: gets going and he's not like the first half of last year we couldn't get a win in the calendar year but if he plays like he did in march and april i think they have a
1: shot to make it so who are the teams you think that are going to fall out of the playoffs so you have columbus who's probably going to fall out the islanders who are probably going to fall out is that basically
0: it I wouldn't be surprised if Carolina fell out. Oh, yeah, I don't see them making it.
1: Okay, so then you'd probably replace them with Florida, maybe New Jersey, and maybe the Rangers. I'm trying to think of any other teams that, like, did not make it.
0: You think the Habs will do anything? Because they were, like, one or two points out. Yeah, that's a...
1: If Carey Price is playing, that is his elite form, yeah, they'll probably make it. Because Domi and Druen are only probably going to improve. And same with Kotkaniemi and all these other young guys, so... For me, the biggest X factor with the Canadians is actually Shea Weber. If that guy can actually play and ha- like he has some juice left, like they, they'll be a pretty scary team. But I don't see him really doing a whole lot.
0: I think his points per game this year were solid. He just he didn't yeah. really yeah, he didn't play he just, got just like Subban. Yeah, <laughs> didn't really play that much. But does Boston make the playoffs? Easily, Easily. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. I, I think I think Boston may be the favorite in in our division. If it's not them, it's it's still Tampa, but I have Florida. They may be better than the Leafs next year. It's going to be a tough one, but I can't believe I'm saying that, but yeah, I don't know. I Again, like I said with basketball, it's a lot more open, and I think next year with the well, the NHL it's kind of always been open, but I think next year is going to be very fun. I think the East is a I lot. A I think better. the East is a lot better than yeah. the West.
2: Finally, because before the West was always like that powerhouse conference with San Jose, and Anaheim, LA always fighting each other, and then Chicago and St. Louis. So now the East like goes in the East's favor because all those teams that rebuilt it while the West was doing damage. Now you got the East as powerhouses, and it's going to be fun to watch.
1: So I want to ask this question. Very fun. We said top three in the in the nba who's your top three favorites to win it who are your bottom five nhl teams going into next season because i have the la kings finishing dead last next season
0: i don't know if i can make an argument against that because they really don't have much over there
1: the only argument you can make is if colpitar and quick and Doty. are still like insane yeah, and every they... other
0: year quick misses like 50 games <laughs>
1: And they don't have another goalie. Who it's Jack Campbell, I think. Like yeah. Detroit, to me, I don't think they're gonna really do anything next year. Um, who else is there? I, like even the Blue Jack, like, I don't, I don't know. Like they could be really bad next year, or they could be a bubble team.
0: Just they just have to figure out their goalies. That's I literally. Think a, there's enough there where they can uh, pass some teams.
1: Even uh, I have Ottawa bottom. Yeah. They're awful. They're they're I would say, I,
0: oh, you know what? Yeah, I completely blanked out Ottawa. 100% last place.
1: You think they're last? I'll say I'll say it's going to be the Kings, the Sens. I don't even know about Philly. Like, I don't even know what their identity is. Like, what, What's Philly? They didn't even make any big moves.
0: Well, they got Kevin Hayes. Seven. Oh, not the best move, but it's oh, a big
1: God. move. Oh, God. That may be one of the worst contracts given out.
0: I don't know. So, they're another bubble. They're like the Rangers for me. Like they may make they're them, they make it. They're not better. I
1: don't think they're better than the Rangers. I don't I think. To up, I don't like when you look at like the Devils, the Rangers, the Islanders, and the Flyers, it is very close. But I'm giving. I don't know why I'm giving the edge to the Rangers. Out of all those four, I think the Rangers are the best team out of all four of those
0: teams. I think the Ducks are missing it. That's another. Oh, thing. the Ducks the are Ducks awful. Are oh, they're okay, bad. Okay, so we got the Kings, the Ducks, the Sens, Sens
1: the Will. Red Wings. I have, and Ottawa.
2: I'll, oh no! Yeah, we you know
1: what? Buffalo. I may, I may even still put Buffalo there, even though they signed Skinner. They got like other guys. Like, who's their goalie? Who is
0: their goalie? Carter Hutton? <laughs> like, it, I think that's saying something. We yeah. don't know their goalie, <laughs> Carolina.
1: And, and I heard that they've been continuously trying to shop Risto So I don't know what they want to do with, like, I don't know why you'd want to ship Risto, but apparently they've been wanting to ship them.
0: Ship them to us. <laughs>
1: Well, with that, be, I, another trade I want to talk about: J.T. Miller going to Vancouver. What does this do for a guy like a Bo Horvat or a guy like a like a Jake Vertanen? Does this boost any production?
0: Not so much Jake Vertanen because uh, as just as I thought, he was slowly cre- very slowly creeping up the lineup. They get a guy like J.T. Miller, who's way better. And it's going to push him back down and probably back into that fourth line role. Oh, man. But he will fit in beautifully with Patterson and Besser, who they'd still have to sign, and Horvat.
1: I remember uh, I was at Earl's uh, for Dave's birthday, and I look at the screen and I see, like, because they had the volume on and they announced a trade, and I'm like, damn, these guys are making good trades. Like, they're they're the Vancouver Canucks. Are one of those teams where I look at them in two three years they're gonna be terrifying. They're gonna be again up there maybe in the President's Trophy. Emko or DiPietro you could go to. Yeah, that's like Quinn
0: Hughes like for, uh, for Tampa Bay though that was a salary dump, and they got a first round pick out of it.
1: Oh my yeah. god, they so, did. So that's conditional like, though. It's
0: just good stuff all around for both teams.
1: Yeah, uh, I I don't really understand why they would um they would give up the first rounder. But I guess they see a lot of star potential in JT Miller, and I assume that they're going to re-sign him when his contract is, uh, is up. But what do you guys think with all these RFAs? They're, they haven't gone yet. None of them have really gone. Who do you think is going to be the first one to go? Other than Aho because he got offered. Marner. I think, I think le- gonna- Yeah, at least they're going to sign him.
0: Uh, I'll go with Braden Point.
1: And how much do you think he will get?
0: Ten and a half.
1: Okay. And that is more than Stamkos and Kucherov.
0: That's where we're at today.
1: Oh, my God. (laughs) That is actually – oh, that's crazy. They shouldn't have signed when they did. (laughs) Their fault. (laughs) All right. We're going to go back to free agents quick. I just want to talk about a couple more signings. Florida adding Strollman and Brett Connolly. Now, both of those guys, not the greatest players, but they're good role players. Do you think Brett Connolly is worth, though, 3.25 per year?
0: Absolutely, especially on the Panthers who they're finally spending. So why not give it to a guy who put up twenty goals last year? He's uh, continuing to get better. He's still in his, he's still twenty four, twenty five. He's uh, he's going to play on the third line over there behind a lot of guys. So I think it's a nice fit.
2: Yeah, good depth guys. Nothing too crazy with the cap, like five million. Kept it under pretty reasonable. So. I like it, what Florida's adding. Maybe the trade deadline will add even more. Their owners are wanting to win
1: this year finally. So it looks good. I mean, they weren't lying when they said Florida was going to be aggressive. And they've they've made movements. But the next one I want to talk about, Peter Mrazek signing with Carolina, 3.125 for two years. I guess he's their starting goaltender. Uh, they're going to have Morazic and Reimer. Um, who are you starting there? Morazic.
0: You have to start them. Okay. Oh, okay.
1: All right. (laughs) Um, Then we have, of course, Robin Leonard going to the Blackhawks. Where do you have them next year? I have them easily making the playoffs. He's
0: going to start probably, right? I know it's a one-year
1: deal. It's kind of funny because he was in a similar situation this year with him and Grice because they both played amazing. Mm -hmm. So I wouldn't be surprised if they did the same thing. They had Leonard and Crawford have like 41 games each and that's it. But $5 5 million for a goalie that's in to play 41 games. I don't know if that's a, a good move, but man, like they're solid. they have Kane, they have Taves. they have Strom, they have brink it. Like they're there's even Bolgfish, I don't know if he's in to play, he's solid.
0: They got Shaw. They
1: got They got Kirby Doc. He's we'll probably he's no probably he's probably not. I don't I don't like I told you I didn't like that that pick, but the last guy that go third overall, they won three cups with them. So I I really don't know, but I think the Blackhawks, I think they're going to make the playoffs next next season. Yeah, easily. I,
0: I them. Taves is coming off a career year. Unreal. Yeah. Unreal. Months. No one
1: talks about Taves. But I don't like – for me, the biggest thing with the future of the Blackhawks is how impactful is Dylan Strome going to be? That's my biggest question. And I want to see him actually develop into a star because Arizona gave up on him so quickly. And I hate seeing that. And another guy I want to talk about – Team's given up on. Yes, he pull RV. Do you think this guy's gonna get a deal? I would hope so. Or else he's gonna to go to
2: Europe. He already told Edmonton I'm not coming back. So they better trade him or else they might lose him for nothing. Might as well just get the fourth rounder while you can, admit
0: that you screwed up, and move on from there. You got Connor McDavid. Look at the bright <laughs> side. <laughs> I just uh, I watch him play and I just feel like there's I don't want to be harsh, but I just feel like there's something missing there. Like the IQ isn't up to par with the average NHL player. Like he's a, he's really skilled and he's got to work on his foot speed and he's got a good shot. It's like Yakupov. Like he just runs around the ice, kind of like floating around, not really know. Like, I don't know. Oh, do I cover this guy? I don't know where to go right now.
1: Yeah. You can't be, you can't be thinking like that in the NHL. No. Um, another thing that I want to talk about Corey Perry getting signed one and a half with Dallas is dallas the team to beat now in the west like i i don't really i think they're the biggest winners in free agency for me them in florida a lot of veterans they got on their team
0: i think i I like uh, it i like this more than the pavelski move
1: yeah it's a it's like a go prove yourself how old is he 33 32 he's not even that old
0: not really 03 draft (laughs) but i was watching steve's video oh he's
1: 34
0: that's fine (laughs) one year deal It's all good. I was watching Steve's video and he's like, I don't think Perry will get like a one year, one mil type thing. He's, you know, he's a good guy and you should probably get four to five mil. And then the next day he signs for (laughs) 1.5 for one year. It's kind of like,
1: it's funny because I never thought I would see like guys like Pavelski, guys like Perry go and stay in the West and go to another team in Dallas. Dallas to me is not a very attractive place to play like that's my opinion I look at Dallas and it's like you have Ben you have Sagan you have Bishop and that's literally it Radulov Radulov too forgot about him and um, now that you're gonna have Perry and Pavelski this team is uh you might have one of the best power plays next year and uh I want to see Pavelski and Perry do really well because I feel like the teams that let them go Literally devalued the crap out of them. It's like, yeah, you know, you've been here for so long, but you're 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 kind of washed up. You're old now. Like we don't have the money for you. So I want to see Pavelski and Perry kill it next year in Dallas. And I think as long as one of them plays with Sagan and Radulov or Sagan and Ben, they're gonna
0: strive. I think. For me, the goalie's the biggest issue because Bishop to me reminds me of Varlamov, where he's great one year and then he shit the next. And this past year, he was great. So I don't want to jinx anything, but if Bishop can, you know, if he can stay healthy and continue to play his game and with all those additions and high-skinned continue to improve, Stars may be at the top of the league next year.
1: Now, I'm going to conclude with all the Leafs stuff that that went on. We, a lot of stuff happened. So the Leafs, as we all know, they got the ultimate Leaf killer, Jason Spezza, one year seven hundred thousand league minimum he went from seven mil to seven hundred thousand the guy just wants to play hockey he wants to prove it where do you have him in the lineup
0: fourth line center
1: Perfect. just winning just winning draws he's gonna get what like 25 points yeah that's literally it for jason spezza
0: second power play maybe
2: pk if he's lucky replace goche once in a while
1: I don't know. Like That's interesting Now that we're getting special. Like Is Gauthier going to make the team?
2: I, I think he'll be like those extra forwards he'll be so sitting, in case someone yeah. gets injured. At least you can plot him in the lineup of the win draws and play on the penalty
1: kill. Now, I want to talk about the whole Ottawa-Toronto swaps. We got Cody Ceci for one year. We got rid of Zaitsev. We got rid of Connor Brown. We got rid of Michael Carcone. We got rid of a lot of guys. Out of all of these guys, who are you most excited for coming to the
0: Leafs? Probably uh, Cody Ceci. Yeah, it's the the most recognizable name there. He was he was their first round pick. Didn't pan out uh, what they had hoped. He's getting a fresh start here. He took a he was like Gardner here. He took a ton of shit in Ottawa because he wasn't putting up forty five points a year or whatever. He's going to be playing behind a couple guys here in Toronto, so maybe it's a fresh start for him.
1: Well, I think he's needed the fresh start because again, Chabot has just emerged as an offensive weapon, and you even have guys like. Um, What's that guy's name? Levo, like, Lejoie or Lejoie, whatever his name is. They, yeah, like, those guys, like, those those names, like, they're all coming up. And CeCe was just in limbo for, like, three years. So I'm, I'm happy to see him leave. I didn't know he was an RFA. So apparently he got four and a half mil for one year. To me, I don't know if I like that. But um, <laughs> it's kind of like a – we got rid of Zaitsev's contract. Then we got rid of Connor Brown. So I'm kind of happy. But I'm going to miss Connor Brown tremendously. And him going to Ottawa – kind of sad not gonna lie yeah don't like
2: it I like Connor Brown one of my favorite guys but if that's what you had to do to bring in uh Marner's contract and get it quick done quickly you're gonna have to live with it
1: (laughs) it's even Ron Hainsey going there it's kind of like damn I wanted this guy back for one year just to you know have that defensive role you know and we didn't we don't have him but now we all know we got Tyson Berry Tyson Berry and Alex Kerfoot and we gave up Nazem Kadri. Who was it? Kadri? Who and else was uh, it? Uh, Callie Rosen. And Cali yeah, Rosen, Rosen and a sixth. Oh, they yeah, must really, they, they it, yeah. must be really high on Callie Rosen.
0: I don't know. For the Leafs, I don't think he would uh, play past the 5-6 spot.
1: A lot of people actually had him playing fourth, like the second pairing if Gardner
0: dipped. So I remember when we first signed him and Borgman, we first signed them, and there was a lot of buzz, and like Rosen was going to be the guy to step in, and then he just kind of... <laughs>
1: He didn't was, play He was really
0: good in the ahl but they still didn't know if do you remember when tj
1: brennan was supposed to be the guy, <laughs> guy step a
0: up fucking all-star down there i don't know what happened
1: yeah but uh i can't believe we got tyson berry and they retained half his salary yeah we literally robbed colorado yeah come on and Kadri gets suspended in the playoffs anyway, so
2: that's a liability if you go in another year. So might as well get Tyson Berry, 2.5 mil.
1: Alino, you don't sound sincere. Do you not miss Kadri? I am going to miss him, man. I do I
2: for the regular season. But then you know what happens in the playoffs? He gets it too much. He's a hothead. And then he gets suspended. And then the Leafs are screwed. They had all the depth at center. And then what happens? They lose to Boston in seven.
1: Now, with this signing, with getting Tyson Berry on the blue line, can this put the Leafs over the hump with Boston?
0: Well, I was gonna say I hope Florida can take that spot and they play Boston, but yeah, we're a better team today than we were a couple days ago when we made the trade. Okay, you're gonna take some pressure off of Mo. Uh, everyone's saying we're a little bit softer and all that. I'm like Kadri is one guy. The culture well, of the team is still the. Well, fucking mind, same.
1: You, well, mind you, we st- we signed Janssen and Kapanen, and they're not the softest players. Like they get in the corner, they're gritty. Yes, we a bit of Condor Brown and Kadri, which yeah, that's gonna it's gonna affect it, but. Like you still have Hyman, who is arguably our yeah. most truculent player. Love and Trevor Moore. I love Trevor Moore. I think he should make the team. Do um, you have Riley and Barry separate pairings oh, there? And, you no you, have, no, you can't put them together. That's just, a disaster. Yeah. Don't put them together. Maybe on the power play, but I would not. Maybe not even. You I have, don't think
0: I'm ever playing them.
1: Yeah, together. I'd put no, Barry with I, I would, Yeah, I would put maybe Barry with Muzzin and you have Riley with... Who cares? Yeah, yeah. really, who cares? <laughs>
2: just stand there let Mo take the puck up.
1: Just stand in the back. <laughs> Like uh, who? Who is Bradley going to play with? Kevin Gravel? Uh,
0: I don't know. You can put him with Cece, but that'll go against my point of no pressure. Yeah. <laughs> Bring up Lilgren.
1: I, th- I think Lohgren. one of them is going to have to make the team. I'm looking at their D and they have nobody. It's yeah. either going to have to be Borgman or it's going to have to be Lilgren.
0: I was telling Alino on the way here. I feel like they got Ben Harper in the Zaitsev trade. Oh yeah. They would use him like a, a Ron Hainsey guy.
2: Is he a had, yeah, Ben Harper's a D?
0: Yeah. Just a complimentary guy. Give it to Mo. Don't don't you dare cross fucking half and then that's it. <laughs> or
2: do they give a PTO to D on off Say it loud. <laughs> <laughs> imagine all the crap that he would take, and then he comes back. Everyone was calling him a pylon, and just imagine he wins him at Stanley Cups.
1: I mean, it would be like a, a great story. Would I take that chance? Yes. Because teams have been signing – who signed – Luke? was it Vancouver? Yeah, Luke. Oh, no, uh,
0: Tampa. Tampa Luke
1: signs Shen. Luke Shen. Oh, if yeah. Luke Shen is getting a deal, why shouldn't Dion Phaneuf? So, yeah, if I'm the Leafs, why not give them the, the the league minimum just like Jason Spezza? Just give it to them. And that's basically it. But, guys, that's basically it for today. Uh, we have a lot more free agency shit. Maybe next week we'll hear maybe, maybe and all those guys will get signed. I'm hearing that. No RFA is asking less than 8 mil other than Timo. I think every other – they're going to be like, oh, I want 8. Actually, one question before we go. How much is Jordan Bennington going to get, you think? 5.5. Five
0: five.
1: Okay, for five years, three years, one year. Four think, or five yeah, years. I think five. I think that's the right move. Does Arizona make the playoffs with Phil Castle? I was just going to bring up that <laughs> trade. Damn it. I think – Arizona, I was going to say bottom five, but now with Phil Kessel there, no, they're not bottom five anymore. But it's going to be, um, I think the biggest X factor is is Clayton Keller next year, 100%.
2: I think Pittsburgh's stupid. <laughs> you go think, and uh, get rid of Kessel as a $6.8 million cap hit. He's getting all those points, and you're going to go throw him off for nothing, and then you're going to go bring in Tana for fucking 5 didn't six he? six. Didn't he
1: have, like,. <laughs> I, I remember his first year in Pittsburgh, he had like sixty one.
2: Yeah.
1: But after that, he had eighty two, and then like ninety two. And he should have so won the. Why, so why? So yeah, and he should have won the. Yeah. So why are you training him? Apparently they the they were it was problems with the the front office, but I don't really wait, what would the problem be that he's too good. <laughs> like, like I don't understand it, but you're getting Galchenyuk. And you're getting Pierre-Olivier Joseph. I think that's the
0: biggest X factor is seeing if that guy can develop into something. I think if Galchenyuk doesn't score at least 25 goals and around 60 points playing with one of Crosby or Malkin. Oh, my. I think it's time for that window where he can be an all-star. Like, that's closed. Yeah. Because if you can't do it with them, you're not going to fucking do it. I think it might be a third-line center that we're saying.
1: Just I would no. I, I would I would put him on the wing. You I would. Have to, you have to slot him right with probably Crosby. You could have maybe Galchenyuk, Crosby, and Gunsel, and that's it's pretty terrifying, not gonna lie. But man, I want to see what Galchenyuk can do. If he can get over 60 points, then yeah, we could say he was a good third overall pick. But right now, a lot of red flags everywhere. So we're gonna wait and see. Pittsburgh's identity, don't even know what it is. Um, Chris Letang, they wanted to trade. They got rid of Ole Mata. Um I hear they got Pierre-Olivier Joseph because they want him to play defense, and they see him being a top 4D for them in the near future. So,
0: I mean, to trade Phil Kessel, though? For Arizona, though? uh,
1: I love it for Arizona, but for Pittsburgh, I'm thinking about it. It's like Phil Kessel just got 92 points.
2: And he's in his prime.
1: 92 points. Maybe he's just leaving his prime now. But you're getting an unproven guy in Galchenyuk, and you're getting a prospect. Like, I know that you still have Crosby, Malkin, and you're going to make the playoffs, but like they're starting to become a Minnesota Wild where it's like, what the hell is your identity? Who are you? Are you a contender? Are you a bubble team? Are you just in limbo? Like, I don't understand it. Because uh,
0: as long as Crosby and Malkin are there, they're in win-now mode. But they were saying they were like... They were shitting on Phil the entire day, because like, even when uh, he was putting up 25 points in the playoffs, and they were in the finals, he was still butting heads with the GM, and there were still problems <laughs> and all that. But what were the problems, though? Yeah, I guess he's just a hard guy to deal yeah. with. It's always kind of been like that. He's obviously an amazing player, and I take him on my team. I th- I don't know, for Arizona, I don't I don't really see it. It's very 0-9-10 Leafs. He's, him and Keller are going to have to carry the load. He'll get like 85 points, and they'll finish fifth last. That's my honest opinion
1: yeah i think with this kessel move i think the biggest x factor is they want to maybe see what nick schmaltz can do because they gave up on dylan strome too early and uh you know when you're giving up dylan strome who else they gave up? it was strome perlini and perlini oh, yeah, just to get worry. nick schmaltz they must have thought really high on nick schmaltz so i think getting kessel they want nick schmaltz to to really have yeah, a great when season Ben larson signed a huge deal that's a you're going to hate me when I say this. I think he's the most overrated defenseman in the league. That's my opinion.
0: That's what happens when you're playing in the desert. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. Like, I don't – I don't, don't appreciate – he's a good offensive defense – great offensive defenseman. He scores arguably more than anyone, but his defensive game has not been there, and the, the contract that he got was just yeah. desperation. That's the one word that I can kind of use for that, desperation.
0: That power play, though, with uh, – Because
1: when they got rid of Yandel mm-hmm. – it's like, who the hell do you have? You have nobody. So Ekman, here you go. Here's the keys. You get the captaincy. Shane Dome retired. We'll give you nine and a half or ten, whatever the hell it was. And God, awful contract for me.
0: You're gonna watch the Coyotes. Just pay attention to Phil Keller and OEL on the power play. Should be fun, but I still don't see them making the playoffs. From Arizona,
2: nope. all the cap space they have, I'm calling every single RFA, and I'm gonna load up on RFA's ranting yeah like if,
1: if i'm if i'm arizona why not why not give a shot on line a why not give a shot on connor like just max
0: deal you should see these things every year like it's yeah. within the rules and you can upgrade your team with you look at the fucking class the guys that are available I'm knocking down all those guys' doors and saying, you want to come to my team? I'll give make you whatever the, the fuck yeah. you want because we have all the money.
2: Make the signing bonus so like 20 days after the deal, like they said with Montreal, did it five, do it 20, and then say the next bonus is uh, June 30th. So make it like $30 million you have to pay within 12 months, and let's match it.
1: Well, the only problem that I have with if they had to qualify someone now is next year they're going to have to do the same thing with Clayton Keller. And I feel like those talks are going to be a disaster yeah. because Clayton Keller, as we know – he's a pretty gifted offensive guy and the first year his rookie year was great second year was quite awful um, and this year you know he's going to play with phil kessel but the points are definitely going to have to go up so i think i could see keller asking for 10 mil too so i i don't know next year um arizona's uh arizona's in trouble and they also got a pretty solid defenseman in jacob Chikrin. so that's all i'm gonna say um but with that being said i think we're done for today next week uh, hopefully We'll probably talk about Kawhi Leonard, where he's going to go, the fun guy. Uh, Hopefully it's the Raps, and a whole lot more of NHL talk. And WWE wrestling and AEW. We'll talk about that next week. Stay tuned, guys.